This is Emma Smith from Fetch AI. We build machine learning for the decentralized economy. And we also built CoLearn Paint to allow humans to collaborate with machines to make cool art. For the coolest in the art of NFT, keep up with Edge of NFT. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's episode features Emma Smith, who leads the collective learning team at Fetch.ai, which is building an open access, tokenized, decentralized machine learning network to enable smart infrastructure built around a decentralized digital economy. Collective learning is the framework upon which the recently launched NFT platform by Fetch.ai was built. Emma has an MSc in physics from the University of Cambridge and is an experienced software engineer with a demonstrated history of working in the research and crypto industry. She is adept at coding using Python and C++ and is skilled in data science and of course, machine learning. Emma, it's great to have you here. Impressive background. Sounds like it's going to be a, ri a riveting conversation. Great. Thanks, Ethan. I'm really excited to be here as well. We've had uh, a great engagement with our uh, Cola and Paint platform uh, so far. And yeah, I'm really excited to be able to share it with you all today. That's great. That's great. When when Ethan said that, I thought he said riveting for a second. We just had some frogs on the show last <laughs> week. And, and I was like, wait. Wasn't that last week? We've had a yeah. lot of shows. We so. did have a riveting no, show last week. <laughs> lots of puns. Lots of puns on that show. That's for sure. Is that but, a frog in your but, background, Josh? Is that one of the frogs? No, no. Actually, it could be. But no, I've had this background for a while. What is that on the on the left? I think on that's Job of the Hut, isn't it? It like the digital. Kind of looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that C three PO too? It looks tell. like it. And then randomly, the Pink Panther. I don't know. <laughs> Well, we're, we're, we're really excited, Emma. You know, our show is all about convergence of technology and culture and, and what you're doing at Fetch with this project that you're leading sounds amazing and says a lot about you that they gave you this uh, massive responsibility to sort of uh, break new ground. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just hope I uh, hope I explain it well. And uh, I think it's really exciting because, like you said, that influence, that sort of interface between people and technology um, is really at the core of what the Colon Paint is about. So the central part of it is that we've got a machine learning model that produces artwork. And we've also got input from people who shape the artwork in the way they want to go. And the end result is these artworks that we're, we're minting as NFTs that are both, they're both AI and they're, and they're human beings. So Very cool. Well, just to take a step back, I mean, uh, Fetch is a, is a leader in the industry and you know, maybe not everyone knows the origin story. How did this idea come together for Fetch and how did you get involved? Mm -hmm. So Fetch does a lot of things around uh, the decentralized economy. And uh, one of them is collective learning. So basically there's all of this machine learning stuff now. Sometimes it gets called AI that's doing, that's doing incredibly cool things. So you can get models that detect cancer from slides. You can get models that uh, drive cars. You get models that detect fraud. All of these things that we used to think was something only a human could do, like detect faces in a picture. Now we've got machine learning models that can do all of these. 
And that's just really exciting. But there's a lot of drawbacks still, things that things that aren't great. Like these models, they tend to be proprietary. They're owned by like one big company. The data that you need to train them, either you need to be like Facebook, Google, those kind of people like with a huge lake of data to train this stuff on, or, or there's the data that you need, but it can't be shared. It's got to be kept private. And, you know, ordinary people can't really benefit from these models that are often trained on their data. So that's where the idea for collective learning came in, that using uh, tools from the decentralized economy like smart contracts, we can enable people to benefit from their data, to collaborate, to train these algorithms, and then and then get the benefits from them at the end. So I guess that's all maybe like a little bit abstract. The idea between Cola and Paint is let's do this in a way that everybody can like see and understand. People can see like artworks, they understand what they like, uh, what they don't like. And so the platform, yeah, there's a there's a model at the center that's producing these artworks, and then there's people um, controlling it, shaping it, and getting a benefit from the end because they get the the proceeds from the NFTs. I see. And how did you get involved? Were you drafted from the outside or were you already working at Fetch? And did you suggest the project or or did you join the team? Um, so my background is in machine learning. So um, I worked in a research group for a while. I'm always interested in like what's the next cool thing you can do with a machine learning model. I joined Fetch because I thought that the combination of machine learning and decentralized economy had a huge number of things you could do with it. And then this project came from, I think we're kind of inspired by lots of these like algorithmic art ones. So that that's something that's very cool in NFTs is art that's made by an algorithm that, you know, hasn't really been seen before. So things like like art blocks, I, somebody must have seen CryptoPunks and gone, wow, couldn't, couldn't we build one of those? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah really the, like the huge amount of creativity in this whole whole space. Um, and we thought, you know, let's combine that with the collective learning that we're already building. Totally makes sense, right? I mean, um, everything is building on top of everything and sort of getting mashed up in really interesting ways. And um, what Artblocks is, is doing is really cool. And it sounds like what you guys are doing, you know, establishes your own point of view on, on what the future can bring in terms of converging technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it's fun to hear about this Kohler and Paint project. Uh, you know, I've got a creative background, played piano, you know, like to draw and things like that. Our uh, our podcast art is something that I created. Um, but like, yeah, I'm curious kind of how, how this came together. Like, was it just one day this idea f- fell in fell in your lap to do a generative um, art type project, collaborative art type project? How did this... Ge- how did this originate and uh, and how did it develop? We had, uh, so there's there's been some very interesting like papers in the field uh, about art generation. Um, and uh, like there was a big breakthrough architecture that someone designed for a model called uh, StyleGAN. Um, so this produces art, which is way, way cooler looking than all the previous art. And so I guess kind of inspired by that, yeah, that was a was a key thing. It's interesting you mentioned music because I still haven't seen the same kind of thing for music. Really, it's very hard to get a machine to write music that isn't like you listen to it and you think like, oh, okay, like this little bit makes sense. But then you listen to the whole thing as a whole and you're like, it kind of has no structure to it. It never comes back to like the original chords. It just kind of wanders off in like 
some weird direction. So, right, it's one of those things that Elon Musk mentions a lot, right? When he's talking about like Neuralink and his uh, approach to handling AI, the, the creativity part of it, right, and really trying to reflect what humans do uh, from a creative perspective has been very difficult. It seems like on the roadmap for AI that that's a pretty big challenge uh, versus all the uh, you know left brain type stuff. Do you agree on that point? Like it sounds like it is a big challenge you mentioned already, but is that is that something that can be overcome with uh, with AI machine learning, do you think? Um, I mean, I think the, the field keeps like coming on in leaps and bounds, really. It's, you know, each each time I see like a new th- a new model, like, oh, it can make better art, that kind of thing. It's often like, I guess it doesn't fail in the same way a human would do, which often makes it a bit difficult to kind of understand. Like, uh, you know, if you taught a human to, I don't know, draw, it would uh, maybe maybe they'd like have faces that looked a bit weird and lumpy. Whilst your your machine learning model, maybe most of the time it makes faces, but occasionally it makes just like some completely random mess and you've got no idea why. Yeah, so I guess that's uh, that's a bit of a roadblock. In something like generating art, you know, it, it's fine because you can you can take the cool looking ones. Um, but in something like self-driving cars, which well, we're meant to have them now, you know, I'm sure 2021 was meant to have self-driving cars in it. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, getting the models so that they they don't just fail in really weird ways and that we can we can understand why they're failing is is still is still a big problem in the field it's a great concept though of collaborating with human intelligence and you know artificial intelligence to create art and music you know i i know i'm i'm pretty impressed with uh, just my simple garage band uh, uh software on my macintosh has got like, you know, quote unquote drummers, you know, and you, mm-hmm. can, you can give them different tempos to play. You can uh, decide which actual uh, drums they're gonna use in, in a specific segment, things like that, styles, whatever. You can speed up the tempo, slow down the tempo, change the mood, change the intensity. It does a pretty good job, you know, it's like it's like your own private robot drummer, right? And so I think <laughs> I think that there's, there's a lot of space here for the kind of stuff that you're working on in music and art, right, of, of like, hey, Let's hold hands with robots and make art. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a very cool idea. I'd love to see like, yeah, like machine learning generated music as, a, as an NFT. Um, I think that'd be really unique. Yeah, great idea. Well, wait a week and I'm sure someone <laughs> will be working on, on that next. Right. Yeah. So with, with Kohler and Payton, we're going to uh, do a little demo here in a bit, but we'd love to learn you know, more for our listeners of how it works. Like, what is that experience like? What does the, the user experience look like at, at the intersection of the AI and machine learning you know, aspects of the platform? Um, so the way the platform works is, um, so everybody who's taking part, um, they all uh, seed this generator with uh, some uniquely generated randomness so these generators, they need some, they need a source of randomness to turn into the art. Like if you imagine it's just an algorithm, if it didn't have a random source, it would just produce the same thing each time. So there needs to be some random input for it, which people generate by drawing us a little picture. Um, the art doesn't come out looking at the pictures, it's actually just used to, to seed this, this generator. So that's the first step. And then the um, machine learning model tries its best to make uh, cool looking artworks. So it's we we've trained the model on a data set that we've uh, collected of open open licensed um, images 
uh, from the internet. So what people see is they see what the model thinks is art at that sort of stage in its training. So sometimes it's quite good at picking out sort of like patterns and things. So it often gets eyes. It knows about eyes, like an eye is a nice repeating pattern. So it'll stick eyes sort of randomly on things. Um, and it has a bit of a sense of like interesting colors and patterns and things like that. And that's like the first stage of the voting. Everybody votes. Um, we take the winners from this. So from everybody who's staked their, their tokens to take part in the competition, uh, they get to vote for the winners. We take those winners. We take them through to round two. They get fed into the training of this algorithm. So we trade a bit more and we say that these are the cool ones. They produce more like this. So you can see as a user from stage one to stage two, like it's got it's it's uh, it's using some of the patterns, some of the colors um, that were selected from stage one, um, and trying to trying to use them more because it's it's learned that that's what uh, that's what's what's good, what people like to see. And then there's another round of that, um, and then the winning images from the third round, we mint them as NFTs. So cool! Wow, yeah, I love <laughs> I love that that uh, that rhythm, you know, of the process, right? And and you know, finding ways to collaborate between, you know, an AI and, um, you know, and human feedback. We just don't see that that frequently. I, maybe it happens a lot behind the scenes, but we certainly, you know, in our circles don't hear about that that much or see um, that in action. So um, yeah. it really sounds like it's going to elevate um, awareness uh, of this kind of concept. And I think a lot of people might take that mm -hmm. and um, be inspired by it to develop um, other projects or, um, you know, other concepts around similar ideas. It's really, really cool. Yeah. It's sort of, it, it kind of reminds me of, of improv, something that the three of us have done where, you know, you're, you're kind of in this troupe and sometimes there's a call out from the audience of something random that has, <laughs> maybe has nothing to do with anything that that you had in mind, but you just roll with it, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you get feedback based on what what the audience likes and what they think is funny. And you kind of go in that direction. And, and as the troupe um, does more and more projects together, they get more comfortable with each other. And, you know, anything that they get thrown at them, they can make it awesome, right? Uh -huh. it sounds like- uh, You've never had anything that stumped you? If somebody doesn't isn't like oh to totally totally yeah i mean that's that's why um, improv is entertaining the, the, the part <laughs> of the entertainment of improv is the awkwardness that you get to watch <laughs> performers having to figure watch, out what to do watching them suffer yes, intentional the more yeah. more difficult the better <laughs> yeah cool. absolutely let's let's just take a step back here and talk about the bigger picture of collective learning and its sort of range of use cases where can this all go? What are some of the potential areas where this could be applied and how, how do we optimize this type of, of thing? What, what's on your mind and, you know, keeping you up at night in terms of what, what's next? So, yeah, it's useful in a huge number of areas wherever um, machine learning models can be used. One of the key ones that we have looked at is healthcare. So in healthcare, lots of health data, obviously it has to be kept private. Nobody wants to share their, their sort of their private health data. You know, you don't just want to upload that to some central server, but there's still obviously a huge use that could be made of that data to say, diagnose things from scans, to make, to sort of uh, classify slides, that kind of thing. And so this is something that we've been focusing on. There are a bunch of techniques that you can use so that you can, Everybody sort of takes the model, trains it a bit on their own data, and then and then passes it on. 
And in that way, you don't have to share the, the private training data. You just get the benefit of this, this model in the center. So that's a use case that we're, um, that we're very excited about. Um, other ones are, we've been in talks with some uh, sort of transport ones. So uh, making you know, cars now like our supercomputers on wheels, right? So there's an awful lot of data there. But again, uh, it's kind of privacy concerns. And, and also that people sort of say, well, why would I bother like, sharing my data? Why, why do I bother training like this machine learning model on my car where it's like consuming my power? And that's the other thing is that using smart contracts, you can incentivize people to to share their data to do these kind of tasks so you can say yeah you know your your update to this model was really useful uh you know it's a reward for using your electricity in your car for for training this this model i don't know say predicts when electric cars need to go to charging points uh and so in reward for that you can get some some cryptocurrency and because it's all a lot more seamless uh, we can incentivize things otherwise wouldn't have wouldn't have been economical to do that's interesting. It reminds me of uh, my former life in the consulting world. I worked on a predictive analytics project trying to look at trends around homelessness for veterans. And there were 60 different systems around the country and different data collection teams. And it sounds like something like this could have helped them sort of predict um, patterns around preventing homelessness among veterans. Yeah, uh, that sounds like a really important kind of use case. Certainly uh, machine learning models can often do very complicated kind of, you know, because it's not a simple like this means this kind of relationship. It's it's a huge number of different factors. And yeah, machine learning models can find those patterns that a human wouldn't be able to find. And yeah, with collective learning, you don't need to just, you know, have one person that has all the data. People, people, can, people that hold data can come in together and, and train this, train the model together. And from the optimization side, is it just repetition and practice is, or is there more to it? Um, in terms of training the model, you mean like how, how it gets better at its, at its task? Yeah, is it just a matter of like practice makes perfect? Um, the way these models get trained is something called as essentially they, they are learning from their mistakes. So the, like the errors that they make get sort of sent backwards through the network and you can say, so you've got this sort of network, the inputs come in at one end and they get kind of transformed through layers of this network until you get outputs that say, I don't know, uh, classify a scan as uh, like having this disease or not having this disease maybe. So when it makes a mistake, you can sort of propagate the error backwards through this network and work out which of the weights were wrong, uh, and which of them ought to be, ought to be changed. Um, and you do loads of steps like that and gradually your training progresses and the model gets better at capturing those patterns. Machine learning 101. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's a tricky topic to explain. but <laughs> No, very good. Sounds a little bit like a lean startup methodology, right? <laughs> yeah, make something terrible mm-hmm. and then, you know, like iterate through the mistakes. Exactly. So uh, this is fascinating stuff. And I'm really excited to put uh, this unboxing coming up. But I got one more question uh, for you before that. We know you're super sharp. And you're you're keeping track of the, the coolest stuff in the space with with tech and art now. Uh, wh- what NFT projects and platforms, uh, you know, either around right now or or maybe that you foresee, uh, stand out to you as potential game changers here in the next, uh, you know, 
call it long term. I know five or ten years is hard to project, but what do you think? Yeah, <laughs> it's tricky, especially when like the space is moving so quickly. I guess I think the the lots of the generated art, generative art uh, stuff. Uh, you know, it looks really beautiful, and the algorithms you use to make it are really interesting. Um, so. Yeah, like uh, the, those fidenzas from Art Blocks uh, just look really nice, and the, the pattern they used to make them is 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 amazing. Like what sort of beautiful things can come out. Um, I think some of the ones I guess that have been already been around for a couple of years will still be around. I don't think CryptoPunks are going to go to zero anytime soon. Um, but I guess the ones that are fun, uh, where your NFT gives you access to something. Like uh, I spoke to to Josh about uh, Zed Run horse racing. And I had a little look at that after a conversation. I was like, this is fun. Like you, you buy your horse, you get to train your horse. And yeah, we've seen, you've seen like a huge amount of uh, personal engagement with people as things like Board 8 Yacht Club, where, you know, it's not just like a collectible thing. It also gives you access to something, you know, some way of something you get to interact with. Mm. Speaking of, of a beautiful, there's now the mutant apes that have come out um, and they're very mm-hmm. disfigured in a beautiful sort of way, I guess. And, <laughs> you know, for, for those folks that, that don't know, they also dropped M1, M2 and M3 mutant viruses, um, these capsules that can you can turn your bored ape into a mutant. And the, the M1s, the most rare ones are selling for a million dollars. There's like <laughs> Oh my gosh. Eight, eight, wow. eight lucky people that just got airdropped a million dollars um on, <laughs> on Saturday. Uh nice, nice way to start off the, the weekend. And uh <laughs> yeah, I guess the M2s are going for 75,000 and the M3s um are going for 25,000. So either way, not a bad airdrop, uh to say the least. Uh if I didn't <laughs> transpose it, I apologize if any, any ape holders out there listen to this and I transpose the information. But I absolve ourselves of all liability there for the kind of <laughs> Josh's guidance on this thing. You know. But but I think to your point, like just the 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 generative art is just amazing and, and unlimited its possibility. There's art that dances now and and it's just gonna keep going and going and going. Yeah. And it's about community and, and having fun. There's so much about NFTs. I think that the real, I think ultimately game changing stuff is, is very functional and practical and something that maybe all of us won't really realize or even NFTs in the future, you know, but man, the community and the fun part of it is really driving so much of it forward. So it's, it's, it's great to be part of that, you know, but what we, uh, what we're really excited about right now in this moment is to get a look at a demo of your project and um, show some of our you know, listeners what it's all about and learn a little bit more. Great. And I'm looking forward to showing you all. So yeah, I'm going to show you all the demo. Um, I've got it running locally on, on my computer. We are currently running our, our live uh, platform. Um, we've had a great amount of engagement with it. People have stek- staked uh, 1.6 million FET tokens in order to take part. That's about $800,000. So yeah, let me load it up locally and then um, I will share screen and show you how it works. Rock and roll. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's an impressive base of supporters already. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I think there was a bit of a application process, if I'm not mistaken, to to be part of the the, the team to take part in the Colon Paints. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the first stage. Um, so like we said, you know, there's this idea of like having a machine learning model, and it's something that's sort of valuable, and that you get to control it. So 
to take part in this, you uh, you stake some of your fetch tokens. So that's the uh, tokens for Fetch AI, um, which is the company that Collective Learning uh, is, is a part of. So you stake these tokens in order to take part. And so we organize that through a Dutch auction. Let me just check that I've got everything open and I'll share screen. Lovely. Um, cool. So yeah, you can all see it, right? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, great. So homepage, first thing people see a little bit of explanation and we've got it set at the moment. So this is, this is like the first round. So this is the auction, like I said, where we, um, people have staked their FET in order to take part. So it's a Dutch auction organized through a smart contract. Um, so people can be certain that they'll get their, their FET back because they can, uh, they can verify the contract themselves. Um, the way it works is you, it's a Dutch auction, so it's like it's backwards. Uh, you start at a high price, you gradually move it lower, and people sit there going like, oh, you know, will I pay that much for a slot? Maybe I'll wait till it gets lower, but maybe it'll sell out. So I've got, um, it's just me using this demo. So I've made I've made my bid, bids uh, some FETs, got some predicted slots. So this is the first stage. This is just how we select people. The slots that people get, so there's a fixed number of slots available. Um, in our event, we've got 200. And that determines like the proceeds that people get from the final sale. So we said at the end of this process, we take our top three best looking artworks and we mint them as NFTs, auction them on OpenSea. And then all those people who stake their FETs, they get the fetch tokens back and they also get their, their cut of the, of the proceeds from this. So it's getting people used to this idea that you take part in a machine learning model, you, you, you invest into it, and then you get rewards out of it um, out from, from, that, from that process. Hmm. Very cool. I wonder how many participants are going to be so excited they're going to buy the art <laughs> themselves. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be cool. Um, but yeah, you know, they, like often when you interact with something, you then sort of start to feel a kind of sense of ownership of it, which I think is really good for this kind of thing because, well, yeah, they'll they'll think you know I I made that I want I want to own it. So um, cool. Okay, so I'm just going to switch around to the, uh, the build phase. So this is the first one where people are submitting their entropy to um, to seed generator. Uh, so that's like I said before, how uh, it needs um, it needs like a source of randomness, and we're generating this from all the users by uh, by getting them to. Uh, they draw a picture, basically. They draw a picture and we use this as the uh, entropy that's used to seed the generator. So it's kind of a fun way of coming up with some some uh, some random, unique, random input. Uh, it's been amazing what kind of creativity people have had, like the kind of things you can draw in a little, little box. Then a lot of uh, rockets, moons, and like uh, attempts at drawing dogs and things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you can, but you have to draw it here, right? Yeah. Uh, you can't upload so, yeah. something or, yeah. Yeah. Future iterations of this, we've been looking at algorithms where people will upload their, their images and that's the sort of the start the art will get. It'll be like, make something that looks like this. Um, but at the moment, yeah. I was just going to say for our listeners at home, uh, what Emma's drawn could easily be one of Gary V's NFTs. It's, it's that. It's that <laughs> oh yeah, here's the rocket, and there's uh, there's the moon. Taking a shot at Gary V. There you go. And so as she as she's drawing, <laughs> there's a little entropy generator. Um, uh, I don't know 
measuring bar and it's mm-hmm. ask, it seems like it's asking you for a certain amount of content. So you're at like 38% right now after you draw the moon. Yeah, With each exactly. stroke of the pen, it fills up this entropy generator ostensibly until you're at 100% and then you've got what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exactly. It's encouraging you to be a thorough <laughs> artist. Add some detail. Yeah, you've, got to, you've got to really like, you know, you, know uh, you can't just squiggle briefly, you know, you've got to, you've got to put some thought into it. Um, but cool. So that's the like the entropy generation stage. Uh, so now I guess let's move on to looking at some actual some actual artworks from this. So like I said, there's three rounds of voting as people uh, shape the artwork. So I've set it here. So it's it's looking at phase two. So when we're sort of refining the artworks. So the first one here, these were the initial things that the model came out with. So I think they're pretty cool. They're often kind of wow. weirdly, yeah. like a bit kind of psychedelic, sort of dreamlike. Um, Some of them look like, like you know, kind of like alternate universes or something. <laughs> yep. Um, like I said, yeah, wow. It picks up eyes <laughs> quite well, so it often like sticks eyes on things. So we got this kind of like, I don't know, like terrifying sheep or something. Yeah, almost, almost a bear. <laughs> With lips. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's, wow. it's very, it's very an- animaloid, but not. Mm-hmm. It's also just abstract. Um, and also, yeah, so abstract, uh, like bright colors um, and shapes and things. And then sometimes does, ones... I'm looking at the groovy one. It does. Is there eyes in that groovy one, too? It does seem like it likes to put eyes. Yeah, could, there we yeah, go. Yeah, I could imagine that's an eye, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind it of might even be some teeth. That one looks like it is inspired by a bored ape in some way. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I can see it. But yeah, it's got an idea from its training data set that, you know, you often have portraits where there's like a person in the middle surrounded by uh, surrounded by a kind of dark background. So um, that's kind of what it's going for there with creepy eyes, of course. <laughs> um, when in doubt, add eyes. I'll use that in my own art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, sometimes it's just like, let's do something abstract with as many colors as possible. So we got this this cool pattern here. Um, and then this one, it, they all feel a bit like those like Rorschach tests, you know, where you kind of like so you start seeing shapes in them. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like some kind of landscape, I think, like sort of futuristic landscape. Right. Yeah, they um, seem to be in uh, pretty complex in terms of the sort of intricacy of the the lines and the colors and the depth yeah. and things like that, for sure. Is like there a marine element to it almost oh, i'm excited this can turn me into an artist <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it makes it easier for people to take part uh you know like you've got your machine helper you've got your your artificial intelligence that helps you out i, I have a chance at competing with ethan in in the art category with this type of uh, technology to uh there to, to help there you go <laughs> nice um cool so yeah well so sometimes it creates really complex ones other times it goes for like a really sort of uh simple pattern so we've got lots more here like sometimes it's just like let's do something nice and simple and monochrome Hmm. um or let's just put eyes everywhere because Mm. eyes (laughs) because (laughs) eyes um yeah, it's 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 amazing what sort of range it can come up so, with. Really. So this one below here looks very much like a human face. Uh, mm-hmm. Now you said you seed these with, um, you know, kind of like royalty free images and things like this. Mm-hmm. Do, do you sense that this is pretty close to the face of someone in a royalty free image, or it's just inspired by faces to come up with like a humanoid 
form? Um, there are sort of measures of how much it's just, you know, repeating what you trained it on and whether it's coming up with actual new things. Um, and uh, it's performing fairly well, which suggests that this probably is a sort of a face that it's come up with um, and not mm. one from its from its training data. Although, wow. of course, I can't be sure. I haven't sort of gone through and, and memorized all of them. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's got the idea, you know, like faces, they have they have two eyes, a nose and a mouth. <laughs> yeah. That, bottom line, impressive. You know, very, very mm-hmm. cool, interesting stuff that, uh, you know, as you think about it through the, the lens of, of NFTs as they exist today, I think interesting mm-hmm. items that a lot of people will be interested in, um, in owning or trading, you know, when you look at it just through that lens alone, and also, I think, get a lot of value out of as, as, a, as a part of the creative process. So. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about that face, too, is like, we've talked a lot about, you know, how a lot of these popular projects, at least at this particular zeitgeist is, uh, you know, these collectible items that are sort of humanoid and have a, a potential to be like a character that you could put into a story or, or tell stories mm-hmm. about or, you know, have your own personal narrative around. And just seeing this sort of humanoid one here makes me think you could make a whole collection of these. Looking at the picture itself invokes a story. Like you could make a mm-hmm. story up about that character. He's kind of kind of like a little bit of a deformed face, you know, mm-hmm. looks like he's in some sort of uh, like uh, like a little bit previous century clothing, you know what I mean? And yeah, you could make an amazing story up about that. And if you could have several <laughs> of these AI generated characters to have stories, right, it could be really a beautiful collection. <laughs> that would be fascinating. Yeah, that would be really cool to uh, see what you could create out of that. It's always amazing what uh, people can like, you know, re- read into these things. Um, and that's the kind of really interesting interaction between uh, humans and, and machines. Well, these are just a seed, uh, you know, a, a random seed for our brain machines. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, awesome. So, um, uh, so these, these are, these are sample images I've generated before. So these are some that could have come up with number one. These are ones we used in our event that's running at the moment. So people selected these top five as their favorites. So we've got creepy sheep. We've got this sort of starburst one. Um, we've got this kind of landscape, and then so for round two, it's um, just a quick quick question: How do the titles underneath those become made? The titles are are randomly added by us. Like art needs a caption. We did look into automatic captioning, uh, which I think would be a very interesting thing to add to like our phase two of this. You can get now uh, machine learning models that will take an image and try and say oh, you know, that's that's two dogs on on some grass or like that's uh, a landscape of with the sea in it or something like that. But for the moment, these are, are words that we've chosen like humorously to just uh, to caption the art, give you like a, a handle for it. Cool. Um, so, yeah, so uh, this is phase two. So these we, we, we add in the winners from the previous round, but you can also see the art that's generated is inspired by some of the colours and shapes from the ones that it's, had us the winner. So these five were the were the winners from the previous round. You can see this one, like it's coming up with some of the same shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's kind of a bit of a repeating pattern there. This one is uh, uh, has been clearly been inspired by this one. Um, there's other ones. This one I think is 
it's using wow. you can, that you can is see, fascinating like, it, because basically the mm-hmm. the seed was a very abstracted face you know so like we were saying just like somebody threw eyes on something right but then mm-hmm. the next phase you would think would be more abstracted but it's actually less abstracted where you have those eyes actually turned into a face behind them and then another face behind the other mm-hmm. eyes right that's that's pretty cool yeah, yeah. Yes. So it's, yeah, it's, it's taken these things and kind of built on them. There's some more ones from that actually, where it's properly turned these into faces. Let me just scroll down a bit more. Yeah. These ones are kind of inspired by the same pattern. So here it really has said it's, it's, it carried on down that path. Like I put some eyes in this, I'll put some more eyes in, I'll add a nose um, and sort of following down that kind of generative process. Yeah. You might think, it just in not knowing how the system works from the outside, that it would you know just be a relatively you know simple approach of blending this image and that image, and then you get, as Ethan said, something maybe less than what uh, the original source was. But it's so it's so clear uh, that this is an evolutionary process, and it really is refinement. And uh, exactly. I would say, I guess, you know, an improvement on the the concept, if you will. So yeah, there's something really special in there happening. And I guess that's the, the AI and machine learning, right? Element of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really digging watery. <laughs> that, that one's cool. It's like these ghosts, like humanoids sort of levitating yeah. over some sort of marshy water <laughs> swamp. Yeah. Um... That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. And you can kind of see that it's been inspired by one of the winners from the previous round. So it's getting it's getting kind of patterns mm-hmm. from this and kind of just riffing off that, you know, combining it with other other colors and shapes and things. So, yeah, uh, it's amazing what it comes up with. Uh, cool. So, yeah, there's there's all sorts of like colors and shapes in here. And then sometimes, yeah, you know, it's come up with another version of that. It's been like maybe it looks good. This kind of uh, it's put it on some like a really hot kind of background, you know, maybe like they're walking on lava or something now. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of how the sort of steps go with the art. So it gets refined, it gets more towards like what people selected in the previous round. Um, and so now I'm going to switch over to our final round where I've got some fresh generated Just images. realize that these, these uh, AI uh, algorithms are on some sort of psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what they're taking, but I want some, the... yeah. <laughs> into the mainframe there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you know like definitely taking something um yeah, all yeah. these these cool colors so i guess now guys we we get our own uh versions of this co-creation uh canvas mm-hmm. so yeah the final stage um i'm going to open up the the third round where i've got some fresh uh generated images and you can all pick your favorites um and we will choose one uh, so we'll, we'll choose three like that, and then we'll choose a fourth one, which we will have as a giveaway to to somebody, to a lucky listener who uh, favourites are uh, open sea auctions. So like we said the top three gets get sold. If you favourite our auctions, uh, you could be in for a chance to win uh, the fourth NFT that we're going to generate on the next page. Yeah, that's amazing. And we'll shoot we'll shoot all the details out on uh, on socials for folks to I'm trying uh, to decide if participate. we should choose or if you should tell us which one you associate with <laughs> each of us and then we can kind of fight over them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, I'm just opening up the final stage on this where we'll see some 
uh, ones that we can select. So, um, so yeah, choose, choose some favourites. Uh, we've got a lot of very colourful ones here. Um, I'll have a, I'll have a scroll through, and then we can we can go back and pick uh, pick some favourite ones. T Tasty has some of our colours in it. Keep going. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's kind of like nineties style. <laughs> We've got the, the random eyes everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got this, this very you know, minimalist one. Um, it's like the opposite of flashy. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Looks like cactuses or something. Oh, yeah, kind of spiny. Oh, wait. I think I like I like that one on the lower right coming up here with the, the pinks and oranges and greens there. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, this this one here? No, the one you just pulled up previous. Mm -hmm. like Ethan does love the color pink, though. Strong color. <laughs> yeah, it Pick some really nice colors. It's your science background coming out as well. It looks like something under a microscope. I yeah, think. definitely. Does doesn't it? It's a water bear. So it's like a water bear's <laughs> house or something. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh. So so do we each pick one? Is that how it goes? Uh. Yeah. I think you can each pick one. I picked that one. Okay. That's mine. Boom. Um. So that's one selected. That's cool. Uh. I think it's kind of like weird frog creature <laughs> oh kind of nice. awesome. I mean, that one kind of looks that. like. One of my background characters, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Gotta... That's like that's uh, the the job of the hut, like knockoff, right? That's awesome. Uh, all right, all right. I'm I'm in. I'm just gonna go with my gut. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take. We need to gift gift that to the Frogland guys. Yeah, we need that's to awesome. pop that in the Frogland Discord channels for sure. Yeah. All right. So I got gr gruesome. Um, gruesome. He's, he's yeah. quite he's, he's nice title. Gruesome, but in a very cute gruesome way. In a cute way. Yeah. He's yeah. Super cute. So, um, I like that guy. I didn't even look at my title. Fanatical? Is that what it's <laughs> Fanatical, yeah. Fan excellent. Okay. It's, um, Jeff is up. Yeah, the character is awesome. Um, so, yeah. What do we got? We got like. Scroll back the, up there. What do we got? These stars. Oh. We've got. Let's see. Um, I can't believe we found a job the Hut knockoff for you, Josh. <laughs> so, I think. Um, I, I I gotta go with flashy. That's just my that's my vibe, you know. <laughs> the uh, the the stripped down Flash yeah. Master mm. Jeff. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, that one's that one's very it's very tasteful, like uh the like minimalist and uh yeah, and that's you can again like you see what see you it's amazing to see what people come up with to see in these kind of pictures. Cool. So you're going for this like sort of black and white cactusy type thing, so Jeff? So I see, I see crows in there. I see minimal. I don't know. It's, it's cool to me. So we got to pick one now, guys, for our listeners. For the listeners. Oh, creepy yeah. eyes. What is? I nah. think you know. You say creepy <laughs> eyes, Emma. I think you're, you're you're doing it a disservice. I see like a a, a puppy in there. I see a dog mm. there. Mm. You know, like a big furry kind of friendly dog. You know, looking at you. I, he's got some yeah. extra eyes. It's true, oh. <laughs> but you know. I, yeah, that one was a nose, and then that's that's a mouth, and he's just just looking at you with his doggy eyes. He's just a Lovely. sweet boy, you know. All right, I see, well, that, I, I think I see we'll, rainbows. We'll put, We'll put him in the running. What else? Can you scroll up again? Let me just say, stead okay, steadfast. That one's here. called Bloody, by the way. That one is called Bloody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> steadfast is also pretty dope. That's right next to. Ooh, I like. Yeah, steadfast mm -hmm. is cool. I like fast. Where's fast the... is cool too. I I, yeah. I think edge of NFT and fast. Mm -hmm. Ooh yeah. yeah yeah. It's a yeah. It's representational. I see like a little house there. I don't know. It's cool. What? Hugs. Surrounded by all this like psych psychedelical stuff. <laughs> um, I kind of like the entertaining one. It's like understated, but 
mm-hmm. also sophisticated. Yeah. I can't, I'm kind of seeing like like a bird, like a, like a beak of a bird. A little beak, yeah. Um, See a present wrapped with a bow on top. <laughs> God, there's so many to choose from. What was the fantastical one next to, uh, I think it was next to our, our bloody, his name's Bloody, right? That's the dog. <laughs> the dog. Blood, the bloody. bloody the dog. It's a bloodhound. <laughs> yeah. Bloody the bloodhound. Bloodhound. That's kind of cool. Stand I think fast. this is like... Uh, uh, like a ship in a yeah, storm or something. Um, oh yeah, yeah, there's something cool there. I, I, again, thinking edge of NFT colors, it draws on some of the. Mm-hmm. the let's look at um, and, let's look at what's that? Uh, gift? Do we look at colorful? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can spend all day here. By the way, doing this. this is so much fun. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it's thinking here, but it's picked some really great colors for it. Yeah. Uh, I just want to have a cup of tea and take a bath now and look at art. It just feels like. <laughs> yeah. Um, like it's got the idea with landscapes, like you have some hills in the background. But it's like, is ground pink? Maybe ground is pink. <laughs> um, uh, with mountains. Well, wow, that was pretty cool. All right. Gosh, we got to pick. We got to do this. We've got an option. Um, we've got the option of, of bloody we're, bloodhound. We're going to do the bloody um, creepy eyes. I mean, I guess. Do we all agree I, on that? I would just be going along. <laughs> <laughs> we've got this I kind do, of I, like crypto eight ball or something. That um, looks actually like the character. That reminds me. Yes. Also this is called the, the paradox right? of choice, by the way, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. Too many so options. many things that you can't pick. <laughs> handsome, handsome. Tasty, yeah, handsomely is in the what running about tasty? for me as well. Uh, yeah, I love those colors. Um, really, really bright and vibrant. So we we selected tasty earlier on, right? That was mm-hmm. potential. Yeah, I just yeah. I like the colors. I think it matches our colors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should we make our, our fourth pick then to be uh, tasty? So we'll have one for each of you three, and then tasty as our one for the uh, for the listeners. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah. think. Or is there going to be some some late votes for Bloody the Bloodhound? Looking there with sad doggy eyes, like I, I like me. characters. I'm a character, you know, like lover, and I feel like there's a character <laughs> in a story in there that I uh, am uh, I have an affinity for. But. About a boy and his dog. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I don't know, Josh. Give you're gonna have to be the tiebreaker on this, like maybe between Tasty and Bloody. It's up to you. <laughs> Do you want Tasty or Bloody, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is not how you get you your know state. What? We we. We've we've talked a lot about eyes in the show, so I think the tie goes to to bloody, and um, wow. maybe we can ask our listeners, um, you know, what they what they see there, and and make that a fun thing. Perfect. Yeah, true. Come up for a story about bloody the bloodhound. <laughs> Man, there that, it is. that was not easy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Thank you. That was a, that was a really fun process. Yes. No, this is not infinite scroll, but it's getting pretty close. In terms of the number of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, we finally we finally chose. So um, yeah, and then the final stage is we take the top three winning images and mint them as NFTs, and then everybody gets their sort of awards. So we've got a little sort of like winners showcase just to show people what the uh, the final ones are, and then they go after to OpenSea, get get minted as NFTs, and people get the. Uh, get the rewards for that, for that. And what's the what's the date that they're going to go on OpenSea? It is Monday the uh, 6th 
is the opening of the auction um, and that'll run for two weeks. And uh, I mean, we've got a lot of interest already in in this this whole process. So I think it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. When this episode launches, there'll still be a chance to go to OpenSea and check out the auction and and uh, maybe um, get get one of these uh, amazing pieces of historical art recognizing a, a, a brand new revolutionary project in the space. So this is pretty awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say, Emma, I was really looking forward to um, seeing the demo and, and and really understanding what what you all are have done here, and it, it's really magical. I, I hope that uh, you have a sense of fulfillment from from architecting this amazing project. Absolutely, yeah. I, it's been it's been really fun to show it to you all. Like I think we've had yeah, seeing what people see in the arts. Yeah, it's it's just it's been fun to build and uh, and it's it's really fun to show it to people. That's great. So we're. We're, we're a little uh, over, mainly because of our um, indecision, because of all the <laughs> magical art, but do you still have time to hang out with us and, and do some edge quick hitters? Yeah, sure. Let's go for it. Awesome. There you go. Well, uh, edge quick hitters, it's a fun, quick way to get to know you a little better. There's 10 questions and we're looking for short single word or few word answers, but feel free to expand if you get the urge. You ready mm-hmm. to dive in? Okay, let's go for it. <laughs> All right. Question number one. What's the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life? Um, I mean, it was probably like sweets or something, but I guess the first purchase I didn't immediately eat, probably one of those, uh, these were very cool, okay, in like 1995, uh, little friendship necklaces. You get like a necklace that's in two halves. And there's two necklaces yeah. and you give one to your best friend uh, and then they form a, they form a little pair. I was thinking about that. I was like, if somebody makes an NFT version of that, <laughs> um, right? like yeah. you mint them as a pair of tokens. <laughs> That's totally an option. That's but so it also sort of is uh, it for, foretold your your future co-creating NFT art right there. <laughs> yeah, probably didn't think it at the time. And maybe to take off, it would need to have more 10-year-old girls buying NFTs. But uh, yeah. <laughs> right away there. Sounds very cool. I like it. <laughs> so question number two. What is the first thing you remember ever selling in your life? Uh, first thing ever selling. <laughs> Me and my brother had a scheme when we were kids to uh, uh, to make pirate, get pirated CDs off the internet and then sell those. Um, nice. And it was just weird because I remember at the time being like, files on the internet, you know, they're not worth anything. But once you turn it into a physical form, like then it's a CD and people will pay for it. And it's amazing how now uh yeah that's completely gone away i mean cds obviously uh now almost kind of old-fashioned and now we're totally used to the idea that nfts they're they're purely virtual but they're still enormously valuable so yes and josh did we include the anti-piracy disclosure at the beginning (laughs) just double check that Uh, Uh, (laughs) noted (laughs) Uh, number number three what's the most recent thing you purchased uh most recent thing i've purchased apart from groceries, um, I purchased a slot to do, take part in the Cola and Paint event because um, it's been exciting to build it and I really want to take part. Yeah, that would be a bummer if you didn't, uh, if you didn't have that slot, <laughs> right? Um, cool. Question number four, what's the most recent thing you sold? Probably like pandemic-related house clear-out. I think I've sold some uh, some spare junk on, on Gumtree. <laughs> <laughs> Your background is looking very feng shui. yeah like eliminate well you just can't see the floor but (laughs) i feel like we've all accumulated too much um during this time 
Question number five. What is your most prized possession? I would say my most prized possession is uh, my bike because I got it from my mum. Uh, it's a nice a 1980s steel road bike. I, you know, eventually it's going to get nicked and I'll be sad, but mm. um, it's just fun to ride. Uh, do you uh, do you ride mostly uh, for, for transit, you know, for short trips and whatnot? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, now since pandemic, we've been fully remote, so I don't have to go into the office anymore. But uh, yeah, uh, short trips, always, always on my bike. So right on. One of the most efficient forms of transportation. Absolutely. <laughs> True. Question number six, if you could buy anything in the world, digital, physical service and experience that's currently for sale, what would that be? Mm-hmm. I guess if money was no objects, one of those trips into space or to the moon would be cool. <laughs> I, you went, when somebody yeah. says, when moon, I want to be able to reply, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that, I'd take that, a trip to the moon. That's special. Yeah, that would be something else. And uh not easy to come by either. <laughs> Question number seven. If you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, what would that be? <sighs> that's a tough one. What can I think of that's not like massively blowing my own horn? Um, I guess I, I like learning new things. Um, and I think that's quite an important trait to have. Uh, mm -hmm. Like it's good to be able to uh, to, to like learning about new stuff because there's so much cool new stuff coming out all the time that I think that's the trait I'd most like to pass on. And we're all the beneficiaries of that uh, trait, I think, <laughs> with, uh, with this amazing project. Um, flip mm -hmm. side, though, if you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, what would that be? Uh, something like sort of lack of chill. <laughs> it's easy. I, we, we were We've been building this project, and of course, you know, it's always like just when you're about to release it, you see someone goes like, "Oh, is it meant to do that?" And you go, "No," <laughs> and it's all it's all a bit all a bit of a last minute panic sometimes getting things out. So often I say to myself, like, "Be more chill, you know, relax. It'll turn out fine," um, and it pretty much has done in the end. So I agree with that. Yeah. Question number nine: What did you do just before joining us on the podcast? <laughs> um prepared the demo <laughs> i was like let's really make sure get get rid of those bugs and also we launched the second voting phase of uh cola and paint just this afternoon so there was a lot of making sure everything on that was ready to go so that's yeah that's what i did today cool busy times but i'm glad you're able to carve some time out to be with us here last one easy question number 10 what are you going to do next after the podcast <laughs> um well it's the it's the end of the afternoon here so i think quite possibly crack open a beer <laughs> right on all right that sounds good to me well, cool. <laughs> well, well thanks for playing uh some edge quick hitters with us we appreciate it and uh really just overall thanks for for taking the time to spend with us today and, and share with our listeners this amazing project um mm -hmm. i know everybody's going to get really excited i definitely implore all of our listeners to, to take a, a minute and head over to uh youtube to check out the video of the demo i think you really get the uh, the full expanse of everything we were experiencing if you see that video um, mm -hmm. even though ethan did a great job explaining everything um so we really want to um you know make sure you have an opportunity to share your um you know, social handles or, or, or websites where people can go to learn more about you and, and this amazing project, uh, where should, mm -hmm. uh, where should people go? Um, we're on Twitter, Telegram and Discord. So um, Twitter, um, we've got Fetch AI um, and then Telegram. There's also a Telegram group called, called Fetch, Fetch underscore AI. 
And then I think there's links from there to our Discord groups. So we're on LinkedIn too. And obviously there's, a, there's our website as well. Perfect. That's great. And I think we, we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but we do want folks to uh, keep an eye out on our social channels for details around uh, the amazing uh, giveaway and contest that we'll put together for this, uh, this artwork that we selected. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So keep an eye out for that. Okay. Well, I think we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFT for today. So thanks for exploring with us. We've got more space for adventures on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Want to help co-create Edge of NFT with us? Got guests you want to see on an episode? Questions for hosts or guests? An NFT you'd like us to review? Drop us a line at contact at edgeofnft.com or tweet at us at edgeofnft to get in the mix. Lastly, be sure to tune in next week for some more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today. 